Everybody doing good today? Man, it's a good day. It's a good weekend, right? Hopefully everybody had uh, a good time with family and uh, probably ate too much, uh, probably to the point of gluttony. So if you guys want to, there's an altar going to be open at the end of the service uh, for you to come to. And uh, and I was joking with someone in the back. He said, I'll save you a place. I said, you need to. I said, the shirt's a little tight today. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, Laurie must have put it in the dryer. I don't know. But anyway, uh, it has been a great weekend and uh, just a uh, awesome to have uh, family together and so hopefully prayerfully you guys had had a great time with your family and and maybe even that you were a little bit of a light to your family that you were a a, a witness for christ uh you shared your faith uh you hopefully you had an opportunity to tell someone about your lord and so that's that's really what family is getting getting together about it's one of the most important things we can do right is uh is do that uh, we talk about a place to belong and uh, all of us uh, we all long to belong right we we want to be uh, with people and, and oftentimes uh, all of us have this this desire within us to know and be known and uh, and we want to belong and there's a lot of times we want to belong to maybe a group of people you see them you know doing certain things you're like man I wish I could be a part of that you know you want to be a part of that you want to belong to that and sometimes it's a bad thing or a negative thing it's just it just it, it looks so good and it may be, you know, even like with social media, you know, we make everything look so good. I mean, like some of you guys are looking on social media and you see other people's families and you go, man, I wish I was a part of that family. They look like they're having a lot, a lot of fun. That's just the brag board, right? I mean, those are the highlights. They're probably all jacked up, messed up, just like everybody else, you know, because we all are in need of a Savior. And, uh, but we often think, well, I want to be, belong to that family. And that family may be more messed up than your family is. You just don't realize it. But they, they, they post it well. You know what I'm saying? They, make it, they dress it up. They put lipstick on a pig or whatever. You know, they, they make it look good. And uh, so what we've got to be willing to do is say, you know what, God, I want you to work on me. I want you to change me. And, and so we all long to belong. I was uh, watching, I don't know if you guys have uh, seen, but this is something to be celebrating is uh, some of the hostages that were uh, uh, captured and being held by these terrorists there in Hamas, uh, these Hamas terrorists, whatever, they released some of them. So there were some kids. And so I watched a little nine-year-old boy that was being released. They kind of met up at a hospital. And he sees his dad, and he runs to his, his dad, and they just embrace. You know, and the dad turns around, and, man, they're just they're holding on. He belongs with his dad. You know, there's no reason that children should be held hostage by terrorists. But whenever evil gets a hold of a person's heart, it's amazing what they can do, right? And, and so uh, there was a little girl, a little nine-year-old girl that had been, been held hostage uh, that is released, and she sees her dad. Man, she just embraces her dad, and they're holding on to each other like crazy. And you go, you know what? That's where she belongs. And so we all want that place we belong. We all want to feel like, you know what? Hey, this is where I belong. And hopefully you guys feel like, you know what? This is where you belong. This is, this is the church family that God's given you. And you, you feel like, you know what? I belong here. And, and so we, we all long to belong. We want, we want family. We want somebody. We want something, right? So we belong because of Jesus to the body of Christ. And so, so I want us to kind of talk about that. You know, over the last couple of weeks, we have talked about, you know, the prodigal son, that the father was like, hey, let's, you belong home. You belong with me. And uh, whenever the prodigal came home, he was, he was confessing. He was, you know, he had his little speech prepared, but the father, man, just showed mercy and grace. And then we talked about we, we, we belong because we believe. We belong because we believe what Jesus did on the cross. We believe that Jesus died on the cross and bled out his precious blood for my sins and for your sins. At the end of the service, we're going to share in communion today. And, and what we do is we celebrate what Jesus did on the cross. We, he poured out his blood to wash away your sins and my sins, right? And so we, we believe that. And so we believe, uh, and therefore we belong. You know, it's, it's because of what Jesus did. 
And so we belong because of Jesus. It's all because of Jesus. Everything that we do here as a church, we, we point to Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through Him. We want to sing worship songs. Man, we're making much of Jesus. And so that's, that's why we belong. And so why we get to even be a part of the body of Christ is because of Jesus. So in 1 Peter it says this, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And so we don't often realize this, but a lot of the things that maybe we learn from our mom and dad or that we inherited from our mom and dad, you know, were really wrong. We, we, we look back and we say, well, this is the way my family was. Well, your family may have been dysfunctional or maybe, uh, you know, unbiblical in, in how they were living. And so we've got to w- be willing to say, hey, I, want to, I want to live the way that Jesus talks about living, that Jesus commands me to live, not the way I was raised. Because a lot of us were raised wrong. I was raised wrong in a lot of ways. And so I've got to be able to say, I want to be, I want to be raised uh, to, the, to the awareness and to the understanding of who Jesus is and how he is at work in my life. And so it says, for you know that God paid a ransom. I think about those kids that were set free, uh, to, you know, and they, they're back with their dad. So here's the thing. We were captives. We were hostages of this world, of the enemy. We were, we were hostages. We have been ransomed out. We have been paid for. We've been purchased uh, with the blood of Christ. Says, for, for, I, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. Don't you love the fact that Peter makes it clear? Hey, man, it's, it's not this, this just metal stuff that we think is so important like silver and gold. He said, man, it's way more important than that. You know, silver and gold, it kind of fluctuates. You know, you, maybe you're in the market and you're always watching to see, how, hey, how high is gold or how high is silver and hoping that you'll, you'll do well in the market. And, and Peter says, hey, listen, man, that's just important, you know, for paying for things, but it ain't important for paying for your, your sins. He said, there's something way more important than that. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. See, we can't purchase that. Jesus purchased us. He paid for our sins. He ransomed us out. He set, us, he set the captives free. He set us free from the bondage that we were living in. It's a beautiful picture. And God chose him as your ransom long before the world began, but now in these last days, he has been revealed for your sake. So the plan, God's plan was always that Jesus would be the one to redeem us and, and, to, and to purchase our lives. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God, and you have placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. So God the Father resurrects Jesus. So the grave is defeated. Death is defeated. Sin is defeated. And we're, we're literally given this, this opportunity to have a right relationship with the Heavenly Father because of the blood of Christ on the cross and the power of the resurrection that has defeated all those things and said, hey, listen, I'll give you victory. And we get to walk in that victory. So, man, you're talking about something to be thankful for today. That's something to be thankful for, right? I mean, we're, we ought to be excited about that. But it's, it gives Him great glory. So we're, we're cleansed from your sins. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. So in other words, we're to love each other. You know, and, and I don't know about you guys, man, but there's times, you know, that it's hard to love people. Uh, there's people that kind of get on my nerves sometimes. Y'all, y'all don't know anybody like that? People get on your nerves. I mean, there's people you just want to jack slap sometimes, just being straight up. But that, that's the flesh. That's the flesh. That's the old by the old way of thinking. And so what we have to do is, God, I want to crucify the flesh. I want to die to that way of thinking. God, I want to love people the way that you tell me to love people. And too many of us, we live by the flesh rather than by the, being led by the Spirit. And so we see people, and we automatically don't like them because they don't look like us, they don't vote like us, they don't do like us, or whatever. And so all of a sudden, we get to the point where we hate people. 
Even like those Hamas terrorists. I mean, here's the thing. They're, they're wicked. Their heart is evil. But the thing is, we need to be praying that God would somehow change their heart, that they would see, they would hear the truth, they would hear the truth and, and respond. And let me tell you, there's some miraculous things that are happening where some of these folks that, man, that have been raised in this, they've been brainwashed with this crazy thinking, are literally having encounters with Christ that is changing their life and setting them free. And they, they no longer live as terrorists. They live as people saying, hey, let me proclaim the truth of Jesus. So we need to be praying for God. Hey, God, continue to move in that way. Because he can change somebody if he changes their heart, right? But you got to be willing to change. And here's the thing. you got to be willing to surrender. God's not going to force himself. It's your choice. You choose to surrender. And so we're supposed to love each other deeply with all your heart. Because we belong, we are to love as Jesus loved. And so we're not to just tolerate people. I mean, there's times we go, you know, I... I'll just tolerate them, or I'll put up with them. But we're to love people, and, and you know, and love, man, is, is caring for people and praying for people and serving people. You know, so we are because we belong to the body of Christ, but because we have put our faith in Jesus, because Jesus died on the cross, because He loved us first. I'm supposed to love people, right? And, and here's the thing: we, we live among a lot of people that, man, we we don't. We don't really love people. We just kind of tolerate them. I, I saw an article this past week where it was talking about this one country trying to battle loneliness, trying to get people to just say hello. You know, just say, hey, how, how you doing? You know, one of the things that we love to see people do here at Journey is, man, say, hey, good morning. Welcome to Journey Church. We're so glad you're here. We've been doing that for 20 years. And some people are like, man, but I've, I've been here a member for seven years. It doesn't matter. We, we think you still need to hear it. When I walked through the doors, our, our team was, hey, welcome to Journey Church. We're glad you're here. Because I need to hear that, right? And sometimes people need to see a smile or say, hear you say hello, and sometimes a hug. I was just trying to hug a guy back there in the back, man, about like, about like hugging an ironing board. And you can tell he's not used to that hugging. And uh, so, uh, but, the, you know, we need a hug. And sometimes we need a smile. And too, too often what we do is we keep our eyes down, and we don't want to look at anybody because we don't want to have to in interact or engage with anybody. And maybe here's the thing. What we need is to look at people and say, hey, listen, good morning. Hello, how are you? And here's the thing, show the love of Christ to those people rather than avoiding them, right? And so we're to love as Jesus loved. So John 13, 34, this is, this is a great commandment, right? So now I'm giving you a new commandment, love each other just as I have loved you, and you should love each other. So Jesus is saying, listen, I've loved you whenever you were messed up. I loved you when you were sinful, broken, you know, you hated God, you lived against God, you, you didn't line up with the Word of God. And so here's the thing, I loved you, so therefore you have to love others. So that's what we're told, and that's what we should be modeling, right? We should be, we should be modeling this for our, our children, mom and dad. Instead of your children, here's the thing, you know, I can remember watching things uh, growing up, you know, watching my parents do, and I would learn those things. And so I'm just telling you, all the moms and dads here, if your kids always see you hate, uh, you know, the party that you don't vote for, then that's what they're watching, right? But what if they were to see you love people, pray for people, serve people, give to people? What if they saw you do things and they said, you know what, I want to be like my mom and dad in this way. And so here's the thing, we're, we're supposed to love people. So therefore, your children ought to see you love people instead of hate people or, or judge people. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you're to my disciples. You know, you might want people to know, hey, well, I want people to know I'm a Christian. Well, Jesus said to love people, right? He said, the way that the world will know that you're my disciples and that you're following me is your love for people. It's not your, you know, the, the fact that you believe this or you believe, it's about, hey, loving one another. 
Believe that I died for all sins. Believe that I died to cover the sins of the world. Believe it to the point that, you know what, you love me. Here's the thing, then you love people the way I have loved you. And so that's, that's a commandment. That's not an option. Jesus said, this is a commandment I give you. So it's not like, hey, if you get a chance or if you feel like it, I want you to love people. He said, hey, listen, this is a command that you're to love people. And so we're, we're to love because Jesus did. So we long to belong to something bigger than us. Most of us want to be a part of something bigger than us. We want to be a part of something that matters, right? I mean, I think all of us do. We, we, we grow up, we, maybe you watch things or you read things, you go, man, I would have loved to have been a part of that. How cool would that have been? You know, or, you know I, would li- I want to be a part of something that matters, something that's going to last for a lifetime, something's going to last for an eternity. To all of us, you know, we, we long to be a part of something bigger than us. You know, we don't want to just kind of go through the motions. We don't want to just kind of live and die. Now, some people do. Some people say, hey, listen, I just want to get up and eat breakfast in the morning. You know, I want to be able to go to work, you know, do my job. I want to come home. I don't want to have to deal with people. But you can't do that and do what Jesus commanded. Not, you, you got to be willing to say, hey, listen, I want to do more. I, I want to do more for the kingdom of God. I want to be a part of something that matters. And so all of us want to be a part of something, something that's bigger than us. So we don't, want, we don't want to just live and die. We don't want to just go through the motions, hey, eat, work, sleep, die. We want to do more than that. And every one of us ought to be a little bit motivated to say, hey, man, I want to do something with my life. I want to do something that matters. I want to do something that literally, you know, it's bigger than me. It's something that, man, I couldn't do it on my own. I, I, want, to see, I want to see a movement. I want to see God do something powerful. I want to be a part of something that's life-changing. So every one of us ought to desire that. So we want to be a part of something that matters, something that matters for an eternity. Every one of us ought to have that desire, especially as a believer. Here's the thing. You, the Holy Spirit is working in you to hopefully get you to that point. I'll just tell you that. You may not be there, but my prayer is that the Holy Spirit is working in you right now. If you're watching online, my prayer is the Holy Spirit is working in you right now to say, hey, listen, I want you to be a part of something that matters. And I'm just telling you, what Jesus died for matters. It matters for eternity. You know, our, our souls will spend an eternity in one of two places, a place called heaven with, with Jesus or a place called hell, separated from God forever, right? And, and so our, that matters. So you and I have an opportunity to be a part of something that matters. And, and God is saying, hey, listen, you're part of the church. You're part of the body of Christ. You matter. And, there's, and here's the thing. We all want to be a part of something that has purpose, right? We want to be a part of something that has purpose. The church has purpose. And I don't know if you realize this, but God says in His Word, that he has a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, we, too often people go, well, you know, why was I born? Why am I here? You know, you know, you know what, is, what is my purpose in life? And I'm just telling you, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He wants to work in you and he wants to work through you to do great things. He wants to use you to serve people that will hopefully one day put their faith in Christ. He wants to use you to pray for people that someday will put their faith in Christ. He wants you to, he wants you to literally love people that maybe hate you, maybe even hate God, maybe even hate everybody, that one day their heart would be softened and they would surrender their life to Christ and they would put their faith in Jesus for salvation. And so God wants to use us as the body of Christ for something that matters and that has purpose. And so it's not just to live and die, not just to go through the motions, but it's to live with focus and with passion and with purpose and with something that matters. And so if you're one of those that you're going through life, you go, man, I just don't feel like my life matters, then you're focused on the wrong things. And you got to be willing to say, God, help me to see what your plan is for my life. God, I want to hear from you. I, I want you to move in me. I want you to stir in me. You know, and so we've got to be willing to say, God, I want to be a part of that. So the church is a powerful place to belong. 
It's not a social gathering. It's, it's not a social club. And I'll be honest with you, it's not a religion. It is a relationship with God, the Father, through faith in Jesus Christ. This is not about religion. And a lot of times people get religious. They, they want to they loop everything into this ball and say, that's all religion. Hamas and what they believe, that's religion. Uh, Jews and religion. But with Jesus, it is a relationship with God through faith in Christ. And so it's about a relationship. And that relationship is to be filled with love. And therefore, we ought to love the way that Christ loved. We ought to be willing to forgive the way that Christ forgave. And we've got to be willing to say, God, I, I want to be, I I be a part of something that matters. And so if you want to be a part of something that matters, then the, the church is something that matters. It's something that has purpose. And it's something that is powerful. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. That's what Scripture tells us, right? And so we've got to go, you know what, I, I, am, I have an opportunity to be a part of something that matters. And it's not just coming and sitting in, the, in a chair and say, hey, listen, I heard the message, I sang the songs, I'm good. No, no, it's getting engaged, it's getting involved, it's being a part of it. And we're going to look at that. And so we want to be, belong to something that matters. So he existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. So Jesus existed before all creation, right? So he, this is the God of the universe who, who showed up in human form in a person of Jesus, literally wants a relationship with you. He, he has ransomed you out so that you don't live this empty life. He wants you to live for something that matters. Christ is also the head of the church. So if, if he is over all things, then I would just say that the church is powerful is he, if he's the head of it. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, some of you will. One of you will. Anybody else agree with that? I mean, if Jesus is the head of the church, then the church is powerful. And we ought to go, you know what, man, I'm a part of something that matters. I'm a part of something that is, that is powerful. He is the beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead, so he is first in everything. He is the head of the church, so therefore the church is powerful. And so a lot of times we want to run the church down. What we, what we really need to be doing, praying for the church, doing our part in the church, man, and going, you know what, I believe that God has, is, is going to use the church to, to push back the darkness. We're his messengers, we're his body, we're his hands and feet. And we got to go, God, I want you to use me for something that matters. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. There's, there's the, the, the human manifestation of God is Jesus Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. There's some people who go, man, I don't know if I like to talk about blood. We well, ought to because Jesus' blood is what washes away your sins. It's what makes us right. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It is life. It's life for us, right? And so the blood of, the, blood of Jesus on the cross, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. See, Jesus makes the church fit together perfectly. You know, we've got our part, but Jesus is the one that has, has, has blessed us. You know, we've got these gifts, these gifts that we're to use to help build up the body of Christ. I was so encouraged this morning. I walked in, and it was a young couple that were serving in the cafe for the first time. And I'm sitting there going like, dude, how awesome is that? You know, they're, they're using their gifts, they're using their, their, their abilities to serve people and serve Jesus. And, and so I, I literally posted about, man, I'm so thankful for people that get here early to set up signs and, and put out donuts and make coffee and, and take care of children that say, hey, listen, I just want to serve Jesus and I want to serve people. And I'm telling you, man, God will bless that. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. Now, some of you guys just thought you were special, but God's Word says you are. He's got you, you've got a special gift, a special uh, spiritual gift that God says, hey, listen, I'm going to use you and that gift to help build up the body of Christ. So we all have a special work. 
It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. But here's the thing. If you're not doing your part, then it's not going to get there. It's not going to be healthy like it needs to be. Now, how many guys, uh, how many guys ate a lot of food this past weekend? Be honest. Hey, more, more people than I thought. All right, so how many of you guys did the dishes? Raise your hand. Hey, that's a pretty good crowd, pretty good showing. All right, so here's what happens. You know, a lot of times, you know, everybody wants to eat, but nobody wants to do the dishes, right? And so one or two people get stuck doing the dishes. And, and, uh, and, and so at our house, Laurie does most of the cooking, so I try to do most of the cleaning. And so this past weekend, we had to kind of do tag team type stuff. But I'm one of those, like, you know, my boys were home. It was great having family there. My daughter-in-law was there. And, uh, and so I'm one of those, hey, listen, did you get my, did you, is that yours? Why don't you put that in the sink? And why don't you want, rinse that off? Why don't you put it in the dishwasher? You know, I'm one of those, I want you to be involved, engaged. And I'll just say this, it makes it so much better when everybody does their part, right? At your house, like, you know, it's like picking up clothes. Hey, if everybody does a little bit, it goes a lot quicker, right? Well, the church is the same way. You do your part, man, we can do so much more. We're so much more impactful and effective as the body of Christ if everybody is doing their part instead of sitting around and hoping everybody else does the dishes or everybody else does their part or does your part. And so here's the thing. Every one of us ought to be going, God, I want to serve. God, I want to give. God, I want to be involved. God, I want to share my faith. God, I want to tell people about Jesus. God, I want to pray for the church. I want to pray for the lost to be saved. I want to pray for the captives to be set free. It's not just a handful that show up for praying. But man, the whole church says, you know what? I want to be engaged. I want to be involved. And so when we do, look at at that. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of what? Love. Which is what we should be if we... If we're following Christ, then, man, we ought to be full, filled with love. And here's the thing. We love doing what we get to do. What if, what if you loved getting here and serving and making a difference in the lives of people? Instead of going, hey, well, it's out of my comfort zone or, you know, it's not convenient for me. But what if you said, you know what, man, I love Jesus and he's the head of the church. And so I love the church. And so, therefore, I love serving. I love using my spiritual gifts and doing what I am gifted to do. I love seeing the church grow, and it's not just numerically, but it's growing emotionally and relationally and spiritually, that the whole church is getting healthy. That's, that's where we need to be, and that's, what, that's why Jesus set the church up the way that it is. So we've all got our part to do. So we are joined together. So Jesus fits us together, right? But we are joined together. So we're, we're joined together. We're, we're all in this together. We're carefully joined together in who? In Christ. In Jesus. So we're, we're, we're joined together in Jesus. It's because of Jesus that we're all together and we're one. And so it's not this building. You know, it's not just, hey, you know, we're going to show up at that building. As a kid, we grow up saying, hey, listen, you know, hey, have you been down to the church or do you go to church or whatever? We are the church. We are the body of Christ. It's not a building, right? And so we are carefully joined together in him. So he joins us together, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. So where does Christ dwell? It's not in the building. It's in the people, right? The, the Spirit of the living God is placed within us until the day of redemption. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. And so therefore, no matter where we go, we go out. We are the church. It's not just Sunday morning, but man, it's wherever we go. We're the church. Through Him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by His Spirit. So the Spirit of the living God lives within those who have put their faith in Christ and surrendered and said, Jesus, I give you my life. Therefore, we become a temple of the Holy Spirit, and we as the body of Christ become a temple where He dwells. So we are heirs together. 
So we're heirs. Now, I don't know if you guys think about, hey, man, what am I going to inherit whenever such and such dies? Now, some people think like that, right? You remember that we started this message series off talking about the prodigal son who wanted his inheritance. And so what we do is we think sometimes about inheritance. And let me tell you, some of the biggest fights happen when someone dies, people fighting over their stuff. They'll fight over stuff. Like, I remember, you know, my grandmother passed away. And when I was growing up, my grandmother, we, we lived in a little small town called Wagerville, Alabama. Hardly anybody knows where that's at. But anyway, so when my grandmother would p- cook uh, lunch, breakfast, dinner, whatever, we were usually all outside. You didn't have video games back then, so we were all playing whatever, working or whatever. And so she had a dinner bell that she would come out and she would ring that dinner bell. And so, so a big deal was if dinner was ready and Granny told you to go get the, uh, you know, the dinner bell, you got to ring the dinner bell. But everybody knew it meant time to come in and, you know, that breakfast or lunch or whatever was ready. And if you didn't get there pretty quick, you're going to be in trouble with Granny. You know what I'm saying? So you had to, you had to move. So when my grandmother passed away, all my aunts and uncles are, you know, kind of trying to sort out who gets what. And their biggest fight was over a dinner bell. And I'm a, like I said, I'm in second grade, and I'm sitting there thinking, can't they buy other dinner bells? You know, in my mind. So, I, so it goes back to what I'm telling you, moms and dads, your kids are watching. And I was so disappointed in my family because of how they were arguing and fighting over stuff. But what, what, what if instead, man, they were, they were literally celebrating my grandmother rather than fighting over stuff? And so I'm just telling you, your children watch to see what's important to you. And if stuff is important to you, they'll know it. If Jesus is important to you, they'll know it. If giving is important to you, they'll know it. If, if serving is important to you, they'll know it. And it could be that maybe they would grow up and say, listen, I want to be like my mom and dad who served Jesus, who gave faithfully, who literally did these things that make a difference forever in the lives of people. But we are. We're heirs together. It says, and this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. So, you know, so the Jewish people kind of thought they were up here and the Gentiles were down here. And, and, and so Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus and he, he goes, hey, listen, guys, we're all right here. We all get the same inheritance. We're all children of God by faith in Christ alone. Both are part of the same body. There's the body of Christ again, right? And both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to who? Christ Jesus. It's all because of Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. It all begins and starts there. I mean, it begins and ends there. So we're held together by Jesus Christ. So we're joined together. We're held together by Jesus Christ. For he holds the whole body together with, with its joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. I love that. So Jesus is the reason that the church is drawn together. He's the one that motivates us and moves us. And I, my, like I said, my prayer is it meant that you're feeling conviction right now because of what you're not doing, because the Holy Spirit is at work. And the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, listen, you have a part, you have a place, you have a responsibility, you have a purpose. And you need to be about that. And if you are, here's the thing, the church just flourishes. It grows. The church is designed to grow. I hope you guys know that. If a church is not growing, it's because we're in the way. I mean, God set it up that way. He, he empowered it that way. It is to explode, if you will. And whenever it's not growing, it's because we're being selfish, we're not doing our part or whatever, and we're getting in the way. But the church is designed to grow. And so God blesses it. He nurses it. And I love this. As the church, we will be caught up together. We'll be caught up together. Uh, let, me, let me read this passage to you. This is often read at, at funerals whenever 
you know, some of us uh, have had a loved one that has passed away. And for many of you guys, maybe this Thanksgiving was the first one without a loved one. And those first Thanksgivings and Christmases and birthdays can be tough whenever you have lost a loved one. Maybe a mom or dad or a family member, it can be tough. But God, God wants there to be healing. And literally sometimes that is through the body of Christ ministering to one another and being there for one another. It says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. So if we have a family member, or, you know, that has passed on, and this is a passage that's read at a lot of funerals, uh, what we do is we say, hey, listen, we grieve, but not as those who have no hope. If that person had put their faith in Christ, if we know without a shadow of a doubt that they know, knew without a shadow of a doubt that they were a child of God, they had been adopted into God's family by putting their faith in Jesus Christ for salvation, then here's the thing, we grieve because we're going to miss seeing them, right? But we, we don't grieve as one who has no hope. We celebrate the fact that, you know what, they believe the gospel, and therefore they're, they're no longer here. They're, they're in the presence of God, and we're going, God, we, we trust you on that. And so therefore, whenever someone, it, it, like on my funeral, I want it to be a celebration. I want it to be a party, to be honest with you. I want you to cry a little bit, but I want it to be a celebration of where I'm going. You know what I'm saying? Celebrating my life and what God has done. And so that's, that's what's beautiful about that. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. And so Jesus is in control of all that. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. Look at this. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. First, the believers, woo, come on, who have died will rise from their graves. And look at this. Then the, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And then we will be with the Lord forever. How beautiful is that? That's the rapture. That's, and here's the thing. As believers, as we believe, you know what? When Jesus steps out on that cloud to call us home, if we're still here, we're, we're going to meet him in the air. You know, and, and so it's a beautiful picture. And, and I love this. So look at this last verse right here. So encourage each other with these words. So for the church, we, you know, we, sometimes we get word, hey, Mike, Mike, is it the end times? I believe we are in the end times. I just don't know where we are in the end times. And here's like Jesus, you know, he doesn't know when he's coming back. The Father will tell him when it's time to go get his church. But the thing is, is we shouldn't, we shouldn't be afraid of when the rapture happens. We ought to be excited. I mean, if you read that, we should be encouraged going, man, when the rapture happens, man, if Jesus steps out on that cloud, I'm going home. You know, but the thing is, is we have a, a job to do. We have work to do while we're here. And so while we're still here, we should be sharing the gospel. We should be leading people to Christ. We should be loving people with the love of Christ. We should be forgiving others as, they, as we have been forgiven. And so here's the thing. We need to be doing our part. That's every believer that's in this room, every, every believer that's watching online, we need to be doing our part. And, if, and here's the thing, we're not worried about the rapture taking place, we're looking forward to it. We're excited about it, we're going, man, one day, he's going to step out and we're all going home. And we don't have to deal with this broken world anymore. So there ought to be an excitement about that. So here's the next steps. Number one, to join a Bible-believing church. And, and if it's not Journey, find one that is a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church and get engaged, involved, committed, and say, you know what? I'm going to do my part. Wherever it's at, I don't care where it's at. Hopefully it's Journey. We would love for you to say, hey, man, this is where I feel like God is leading me. This is where I want to be involved, engaged. And I want to use my gifts. I want to use my abilities. I want to use my voice. I want to use my hands. I want to use whatever God has given me to help build up the body of Christ, to help grow the kingdom of God. Push back the darkness. Man, I want to be a part of that. And so join one somewhere. 
And then here's another. Take serve class to, to discover where I best fit in the body of Christ. If you feel like, hey, this is where you're supposed to be, then discover what your gifts are and then find a way and a place to serve and to use those gifts to help build up the body of Christ. Man, that you're, you're literally, you're, you're helping people come to know Christ. Like today in the first service, the kingdom of God grew by one soul in the first service today. Man, I celebrate that. I go, man, God, thank you. It says that all of heaven rejoices if one crawls out, calls out on Christ to be redeemed. And if all of us are doing what we ought to be doing, I'm just telling you, I believe that there will be more and more that will be, call, that will be calling out on Christ to save them, to redeem them, to set them free. Because he's ransomed them. He's paid for their sins, right? But we, we need to be the ones sharing the message and sharing the hope to love others as Christ has loved me. See, I believe that there's some of us that we're sitting here with bitterness and anger and resentment in our heart. And some of us are sitting in here with hate. We hate people. And the thing is, is we're supposed to love people. And we got to be willing to say, God, I need you to break my heart of this hate that I'm toting around. And Jesus, I, I, I want to love people the way that you love. Even the people that hate me, God, help me to love them. God, even my enemies, help me to love them and pray for them. That they may, their, that their heart may be softened, God, that somehow you speak to them and they're changed. So God, help me to love people the way that you have loved me. Because he loves you with an everlasting love. And he's paid for your sins. And he wants to work in you and through you. And he wants you to be a part of his church, the body of Christ. He wants you to do your part. I want to ask you just to bow your heads and close your eyes. and You do business with God. But maybe you're here today. You've never put your faith in Christ for salvation. Maybe you've never been saved. But you realize today, hey man, I know what the gospel is. I know what the good news is. I know that Jesus died on the cross. I know that his blood washes away my sins. And so today, right now, right here, right now, I am putting my faith, all the faith that I have, I'm putting it in what Jesus did on the cross. What, what the Father did through the power of the resurrection. I believe with everything that's in me that that's truth. And I believe it can change me. And so Jesus, will you come into my heart? Will you be my leader, my Lord? Will you change me from the inside out? I want to quit living the way I've been living. I want to live for you. That's repentance. And Jesus' answer is yes. And he will step into your heart and he will change you. He will set you free. He will heal you. And he will use you to do great and mighty things for his kingdom. And he gets all the glory. If you just prayed that prayer to receive Christ, would you raise your hand? Just raise your hand high and just say, Mike, I prayed that prayer. I just asked Christ to come into my life. Anybody in the room, just raise your hand high. Anybody. I don't see any hands in here, but I'll just tell you this. God sees your heart. He knows if you're holding out. He knows if you're doing your part. You do too. So I believe that God's calling some of you to repentance. He's calling you to get your heart right. To let the bitterness go, the anger go, the hate go. And let your heart be filled with love. And that you step up and you start doing your part. Whether it's serving, giving, sharing, whatever it might be, you know if he's talking to you or not. In just a second, we're going to open up the altars and you are welcome to come. Worship team's going to lead us in a song. Right after that, we're going to share in communion. We're going to celebrate uh, what Jesus has done. We're going to proclaim his death until he comes back, steps out on that cloud. Father, I thank you for meeting with us today. God, I thank you for what you're doing in your church, through your church.
and that we get to be a part of it. God, move in this place. Stir our hearts, break our hearts over our sin. Don't let us justify it. Don't let us hang on to it. In Jesus' name, amen.